0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to
0: us is making the jokes. I think I might have IGF. <laughs> <laughs> there were fewer stories for me to write about the team behind the scenes. Now, with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey. It's really George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. I'm Where surprised is they like didn't say he had a house in the Hamptons. Now, here's your host, Ralph
1: Malbro. All right, Andrew. I'll just be completely honest and say that the, the, the version one of this podcast was completely fucked. On technical issues, and we're doing it again. No Kevin Held because uh, he's working and has uh, issue, wrestling issues that he needs to take care of. He's got wrestling practice. He does. Actually, he doesn't. He doesn't just have wrestling. He does like wrestling practice, and he like is the announcer. I don't know exactly how that works. I haven't it's, seen any YouTube. His videos. mom
2: dropped him off with some <laughs> Dunkaroos and some Sunny D. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, and his lunchables
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh the saints against kansas city the linebackers looked so awesome. atrocious wow. in coverage um is it time to panic and if it's time to panic what's the solution
0: um. Well, we. Well, I. I can rehash basically what we talked about yesterday. Um. So I guess. I guess we'll feel like we're doing a lot of repeating ourselves. <laughs> but, um, you know, what we discussed on the deleted podcast from yesterday, um, uh, or or, or the, rehearsal. or yeah, our never recorded podcast, um, the I, I the the core of the issue for me is at what point did the Saints ditch this core that they have of aging players that aren't performing anymore. I'm talking about Jabari Greer. I'm talking about Roman Harper. I'm talking about Will Smith. I'm talking about Jonathan Vilma. At some point, they've got to cut bait and say, you know what? We're going with young talent, sink or swim. Because they've got some fast, explosive athletes. Um, And then we saw that in the game. We saw that in uh, Glenn – I'm blanking on his name. Glenn Foster. We saw that in Brock Atkins. Yep. We saw that in Jay Richardson. We saw I mean, Vaccaro is obviously part of that nucleus of young players. Um, so at some point I want to see that, but for me, the linebacking core, the, the, the really poor performance from just that position specifically um, really started and ended with Will Smith. Um, you know, seeing him run in the flat trying to cover Jamal Charles was, was a farce. I mean, it was an absolute farce and, um, what I told you is that you know when when you switch to a three four the benefit of the three four is you 're supposed to have more speed and more edge uh, blitzing ability and I just don 't feel like will Smith really brings anything to the table as an outside linebacker other than being able to absorb a second level block against the run um, I, I feel like that 's the only thing he brings to the table anything else um, in terms of a duty of an outside linebacker whether it be rushing from from the edge which was never I mean he was a decent edge rusher but you know he was also very strong and he he had he had good moves and good technique so he had different ways of getting to the quarterback it wasn't just speed like a Dwight Freeney um so you know so I don't really feel like he brings great edge pressure I he he brings zero coverage (laughs) and so I, I just again I mean now now we've seen it in practice um, and I just feel like, again, I, I leave, I'm, I'm left really questioning the decision to move him there and whether he can cut it. Dave, will he cut it or will he be cut? Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I, well, that's, the, that's my question. Is, it, therefore, he will cut it.
1: Is Dave, is Dave, is Will Smith going to be on this roster?
2: Yeah, probably. I, I think it'll probably be, you know, because of nepotism or whatever you want to call it. uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of older guys, um, or even young guys, maybe that. Uh, nah, I, I won't say aren't deserving, but but specifically with Will Smith, I I think that um, you know, it's kind of like you always say, Ralph, he's got like naked photos of Rob Ryan's <laughs> wife or something like that, and that's what's keeping him on the team. Uh, I think it's like going to be one of those situations where. I don't know whether it's just because he was with the team for so long or he stuck through them with Bounty Gate or what it's going to be, but I really, unfortunately, I just don't see them getting rid of of Will Smith. I see them holding on to him for better or for worse, and I think that, um, unfortunately, I foresee fans in the future, Saints fans in the future this season, complaining about uh, how Will Smith is bringing this defense down uh, and how he's starting or getting... Um, playing time over maybe some younger guys that maybe deserve a little bit more of a chance is yeah.
0: it is it is it totally conspiracy theory or crazy of me to think that there's at least the potential that will Smith keeping his starting job on his defense is somehow tied to what he knows about bounty gate or the level of loyalty and commitment that the saints and will Smith have <clears throat> given to each other i don't i don't know if it would necessarily be the
2: fact that Will Smith has information that the organization or the Saints or Peyton um, doesn't want to get out. I don't know if it's necessarily a keep me or I'm going to talk situation, but I could potentially see it being a situation where you know the Saints went through all this turmoil. They went through some hard times last year. <laughs> And I could see it more of just being a situation of the organization and the coaching staff rewarding guys like Will Smith or guys that were on the team before, just rewarding them for keeping their mouths shut during the time and during the period and sticking with the team. And
0: Yeah, I and, think that's mostly what I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily they have information that they – that that uh, could potentially be damaging to the organization, and uh, and they're holding it over their heads. Again, I just think it's a situation where maybe the Saints are in a position where they want to reward some of those guys. And I I would say Jonathan Vilma, of course, would definitely be in the same boat. I mean, he led the charge as far as the players were concerned, and all those lawsuits and uh, and all that kind of stuff. He never backed down. He always proclaimed his innocence and the team's innocence and cried foul against Goodell and all that kind of stuff so uh it wouldn't surprise me in the least if Sean Payton and the organization were going to say you know what you're not the best player uh you're not the best linebacker but uh you know we remember what you did for us and uh we're just gonna stick it out with you this year for better or for worse and uh, you're welcome which, unfortunately, stinks, but uh, I could certainly see that being
1: the case. Well, I mean,
0: I, mean, I, I, I feel like there's a decent chance that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, well, I, I do, too. I do, I too. I feel like I understand the whole be loyal and keep them, but that doesn't mean they have to depend on them. It's one thing to say. There are some
0: things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority
2: Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: We're gonna be loyal to Jonathan right. Noma. That's true. and we're gonna keep him on the roster. We're gonna be loyal to Will Smith. Will Smith, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the four string defensive end. <laughs> and, and Roman Harper, you're gonna be the the backup safety. Eye. I can get that because you can argue that you can argue that eh, they're worthy of being on an NFL roster for sure and keep them for death you've reduced their salaries. That's one thing. But to depend on them and say, "Will Smith, we're going to depend on you to win games. We're going to depend on you, Jonathan Vilma. We're going to depend on you, Roman Harper." That's a whole different thing entirely. I mean, and if the coaches just,
2: are if the coaches are saying that then I have to question their abilities as coaches because I don't think this team should be depending on Jonathan Vilma or should be depending on Will Smith or should be depending on Roman Harper. They're certainly worthy of being on the roster and being on the team and contributing. Uh, but if the Saints defense are depending on either of those three, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, they're going to be in trouble <laughs> and they're putting their the coaches would be putting their own jobs at risk at that point.
1: I agree with you, but the, again, my my main question is: is we know Will Smith can't cover. I mean, Andrew, when we were talking, he you, slimmed down. What are you talking about? <laughs> we talked. I said, I. I Will what are you Smith gonna do, do is get cover? skinny, and all of a sudden, you become twenty times faster. You didn't yeah, know that. I didn't know that. I, but I, I mean, Will Smith, he is terrible. But I've seen Martez Wilson. He can't even line up on
0: on sides. Andrew, you know he can't. But uh, I, at this point, I would rather him line up off sides four times a game and deal with giving a team basically handing a team twenty yards, with the added benefit of him actually being able to run with someone, because Will Smith is based on screen plays alone, or or. or passes out in the flat, you know, in a safety valve release um with him one-on-one with the running back is going to cost the team it may cost the team more than 20 yards in one play.
1: <laughs>
0: but <laughs> I mean, what's are they going are they going to make a
1: move? Can they make a move? Is
0: there anything available? I mean, what's the what's, Well, there's nothing available. There's nothing available right now. I mean, you can wait till um final cuts and hope that, you know, guys like, well, we've already been talking about Meacham as a receiver and and maybe you keep an eye on that situation and see if he becomes available. And, um, so, you know, a veteran like that, that's, that's obviously plays on the defensive side of the ball. You hope for, um, the right guy, that's the right fit. Um, you know, a trade is not out of the question too. I mean, remember the Super Bowl year they were able to pick up Hollis Thomas and, and, uh, Scott Shanley via trade. So, um, you know, that, that keep your eye open for a team that's maybe overloaded with a certain position where they can afford to let a good player go. You give them a seventh round pick and uh, maybe pick up a decent player. Uh, Dave, the Saints,
1: breaking news, they have not signed a veteran has been receiver today.
2: Um, oh, give it time, Ralph. There's still uh, a few hours left in the day.
1: Indeed, there is. So what does that say? Sure, some schmo
2: is walking around on the street somewhere, (laughs) just waiting to get picked up and stick with this team
1: for three years. They, (laughs) the receivers, the young receivers. Nick Toon looked pretty good. We'll Mm -hmm. argue about if Kenny Stills looked good or promising or not. But he was awful. He was awful. So does that mean they're not they're, – Dave, are they not happy? They must not be happy with what they have a receiver because anytime they can find one that's not room temperature, they're signing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I, I really – to be honest with you, I really don't know what it is because I certainly don't think that they need to be signing these veteran-wide receivers. Andrew and I disagree on Kenny Stills, and I don't think Kenny Stills is great. I just, I just think that Kenny Stills has a lot of – Potential, and I think that the team is kind of high, pretty high on stills. I'm basing that on the amount of touches they gave him early in the game against the Chiefs on Friday, Um, and I'm basing that on what I saw. Um, He's certainly unpolished, he's certainly a little raw, but I think if he can uh, hammer out all those uh, little kinks and uh, can clean a lot of some things up. I think uh, Kenny Stills could be a great uh, receiver. But yeah, I mean, they've got Kenny Stills, Preston Parker, Nick Toon, Andy Tanner. Uh, they have Frieden. all these. Yeah, they have. Yeah, no, not Patrick. <laughs> Uh Yeah, but I mean, Preston. they have all these young guys in addition to Colston Lance Moore. Um, i guess that's stevie it as far b. As,
0: stevie b yeah
2: yeah no stevie b does not fit into that category but i mean i feel like all and even roby roby certainly can make the team especially with what he contributes on special teams but i mean i just don't see how the saints think that creighton or uh breston are 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 really going to help this team much i feel like uh it's going to have to be the young guys and you know, I, I was holding on to Devery this offseason, as you guys all know. I wanted them to keep Devry. Of course, now I think that's coming back to bite them in the ass because I think they would probably take Devery at this point. But um, so I was living in the past and holding on to Devery this offseason, and they got rid of him. So I just feel like if that's what you're going to do and you're going to get rid of, you know, your uh, your older veterans and and move in, in, in the direction of the young guys, then you, know, you might as well do it full force and, and just – just put all your eggs in the young guy's basket. Um, and, and the other side of it is, the other argument I make is, if we're really going to be signing veteran guys, let's sign veteran guys at, at positions of more need, like <laughs> offensive tackle or you know linebacker potentially. I mean, quit wasting time with receivers that aren't going to make the team that don't really help out much. I mean, at the very least, maybe there's some old-ass, washed-up offensive tackle who could provide a little bit more depth where it's needed as opposed to uh, the wide receiver position, that's my feeling on it.
1: Andrew, before we to finish up with wide receivers, Kenny Stills pick one of these options. Is Kenny Stills going to make the team? Is he going to get a mystery injury and be on IR, or is he going to be on the practice squad?
0: Uh, I don't think there's any chance that the Saints cut him. And risk putting him out on waivers with hopes that he clears so they can add him to the practice squad. I don't uh, think I, would, but... I, I I think there's zero chance they they take that risk. And yeah, like Dave said, uh, there, there's a strong chance he doesn't clear waivers and someone else picks him up. So, um, I I think it's the odds are squarely between on IR shelved for the season, quote unquote redshirt year with a mysterious injury, or B he makes this makes the team. And I'm kind of leaning towards B at this point. I, I think he, he's he's I agree with Dave, I, by the way. I think, you know, he definitely showed potential. He showed the ability to get behind the defense. He has elite speed and uh, the Saints don't have that anymore with Joe Morgan hurt. So they need somebody to fill that role. So if he can even come close to cutting it, I think his his raw potential is enough to at this point. They're desperate for a speedy receiver and he, he makes a team. So I think his odds are good. Um, but uh, you know, I, I like the Breston signing. I really do, because even if he doesn't make the team, that means that these young guys have stepped up and they've earned it. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, if we're, we're rolling with the two obvious players plus Preston Parker plus Andy Tanner and Stills or Nick Toon, um, you know, any of those guys, then that means they earned it, and I feel good about that. Um, on the flip side, if Breston's a great receiver if he's healthy. And uh, if, if, he's, if he steps up and he looks really good in these last three games, then I feel fine cutting a guy like Preston Parker um, because I feel like if Preston gives the team the best option at receiver, then he should be on it.
1: Yeah. Dave, you, you tweeted a lot at the game about Zach Streif helping out Armstead at tackle, giving him tips, and it was really interesting. Um, how worried it was, are you? it was cute. It was It was touching. It was— t- it was, t- it was touching. It was like Armstead was a baby deer and Streep was feeding him. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> um, how, cons- h- how concerned are you with the situation at left tackle? Uh,
2: you know, I, I mean, as, if everybody stays healthy, they should be okay. I mean, I'm okay with Charles Brown, and I'm certainly okay with Zach Streep on the right side. Um, you've got are, a problem. Are we, are
0: we comfortable saying that's pretty set? I mean, those are yeah, are, absolutely,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Jason Smith, uh, Jason Smith will probably not even make the team, and if he does, it's because there's just zero depth, which was uh, where I was going with this whole thing. And Teron Armstead, uh, I certainly think uh, he's he'll be great for the future, but I, I I think the scouting reports were right on him, and he's probably just a little raw ought to be just throwing out there in year one and asking him to protect Drew Brees's Blindside So, but I, I, yes, Andrew Definitely, I think we're set with Charles Brown at left And Zach Streif at right Um, And if all that stays the same And nobody gets injured, then I think they're in okay position They're not going to be the greatest Starting offensive tackle pair in the history of the league Or even this season But uh, certainly good enough uh, to get the job done But I think the the issue becomes If one of those guys gets injured There's really uh, Not much to fall back on and uh, and Charles Brown has
1: a history of that.
2: Of course, of course. So yeah, it's, as it's, does
0: Zach Streif.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a legitimate concern that we should all be worried about as Saints fans. And um, and I think if that happens, uh, you know, they're going to have to call an audible (pun intended) um, for the season. And you know, like Andrew said yesterday in our Unrecorded podcast uh, <laughs> You know they're probably going to have to go to Two tight end sets a lot of two tight end Looks and uh, a lot of chipping From uh, running Backs and that kind of stuff which Then limits your Play calling and, and your Ability to, 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 to run certain Plays so it's uh, Unfortunately it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate uh, The Saints were cash strapped this season. They couldn't go out and just do whatever they wanted To do Um And uh, I think they're a little thin at offensive tackle, absolutely.
1: Go ahead, Andrew.
0: I didn't say anything.
1: No, I was going to say, in my mind, I can't see how Charles Brown is going to be the left tackle for the Saints in 2014. In 2014, because Andrew either, A, he starts all 16 games and plays reasonably well, and some team does something stupid like the Bears did with Bushrod so he leaves or he gets injured and and plays poorly and the saints kick him to the curb so i just don't see a scenario in which the saints are like yeah we're bringing charles brown back for 2014
0: oh they love armstead i i really think they're i agree i, I think they're grooming him to be the left tackle and uh in 2014 and look at this this gives him a year to get ready hopefully he doesn't get thrown into the fire and and, and he's not ready but um, hopefully this gives him a year to get ready, and uh, by the time next season comes around, he's ready. Um, if they don't feel like he's ready, then you know they may have to draft another guy for more competition there. Uh, maybe even spend a first-round pick on that position.
1: And they do—they do have all their picks next year, so that's nice. Um, let's talk about some fun. Some pop, we talked about the wide receivers, and and Tune was looking good, but I want to talk about a positive that I took from. Friday's game, and I'll start on the offense. I thought Watson looked really, really good in his limited action. Um,
2: Except for going off sides on that one.
1: Eh, that's all right. I know. Is there, is, there, is there any reason, Dave, to think that my scenario of Ben Watson being spectacular with Jimmy Graham is not going to come to fruition? Can we make that – it's a lock after seeing him like, run four plays?
2: Uh, I don't know about a lot, but uh, it's damn well looking pretty good. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I just read something today about Drew Brees, and you know he's impressed with Ben Watson. He's better than Drew thought, and every day he's uh, you know doing something new and, and impressing uh, Drew. So um, I, I, you know, it's I think he's a great guy to have as a number two tight end. I, I think they're in good shape. I'm certainly excited about this. We talked about that. Yeah months ago this off season and, and originally i said eh, uh you know I, I don't really uh i don't really see what the big deal is and of course andrew was singing his praises
1: andrew's the president of that fan club andrew was practically jumping jumping right. out of his chair when they right. signed Watson. right
2: and and uh as a man who will admit when he's wrong I, I i would say right now it's looking like andrew was right and uh i was definitely wrong um so we'll see. Of of course, again, this is can football. we get through
0: in- the season before you start singing
2: my praises? <laughs> no, we and like you just shut up and take it now, okay? Because it could all <laughs> blow up in your face in about two weeks. Uh- I have a feeling. <laughs> um, you know, it's football. Injuries happen, so of course, an injury an injury could could fuck everything up. But uh, but uh, all things being equal, and if he's healthy, and and him and Jimmy Graham both stay healthy. Uh, since Aaron Hernandez is in jail and Gronkowski is injured, they could potentially be the best uh, tight end duo in the league.
1: Andrew, if 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 I said to you, here's a hundred dollars, go to Vegas and wager on the tight end combination in the NFL that's going to catch the most balls. Don't blow it like Jim Henderson. Don't <laughs> blow it like Jim Henderson. And I said, you you can either put a hundred dollars on Ben Watson and Jimmy Graham. Or you can have the rest of the NFL.
0: Oh, uh, Any... it's, not, it's not even a question. First of all, Jimmy Graham's going to catch over 80 balls by himself. And I really think uh, Ben Watson's going to be an interesting uh, fantasy proposition this year because um, they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets by the goal line. And people are going to be paying a lot of attention to Jimmy Graham and that's going to open up a ton of opportunities for Ben Watson. And we are we already kind of saw Breeze, you know, for, on a couple of third-down plays, look Watson's way, um, where, you know, first guy covered, second guy double-teamed, finds Watson, one-on-one coverage with the linebacker. Watson is a great athlete, and he's got a great frame, and he, is, he can catch the ball really well. I mean, he's a receiving tight end. So um, you put him out against a, a linebacker on an island, and – you know, fortunately for the Saints, with Lance Moore and Colston and Sproles and Jimmy Graham, there's enough weapons there that defenses have to pay attention to. Watson is going to get an insane amount of opportunity in this offense. And, I mean, he, he's been consistently a very solid playmaker for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you look at his statistics, he catches a lot of balls every year. Um, now, I don't know if he'll catch that many balls. That's the shitty balls,
2: quarterbacks throwing to him. Which,
0: exactly. And I don't think. I don't. I, I maybe he won't have as many catches this year, but I think he'll have more big plays. Um, and I, he's he's kind of a fantasy sleeper. I mean, I know Jimmy Graham's the the target, but I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Watson had six, seven touchdowns this year. It would not surprise me in the, in the least. Watson
1: can be your the guy that you if you have a, a if you have an injury at tight end in fantasy and. You don't have Jimmy Graham, obviously, and you need to roll the – and your, your, your main guy is injured and you need to roll the dice every week. Graham is your guy that you say, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling dice with him because he's likely to catch two passes for two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean he, I, I really feel like he's the kind of player in this offense that could have a stat line of three, three catches, 24 yards, two touchdowns in a game.
1: All right, before we get to what the outlook for the
0: uh, Saints-Raiders
1: game is, Dave, I want to touch on Jerry Romig announced his retirement today uh, from the Saints uh, announcing at the Superdome. He's been doing it since 69. I think the only person that did it that wasn't Jerry Romig was Buddy D the first year. Um your thoughts on this cuz you've been going to Saints games for a, a long time how does this how does this affect the uh, sort of the fan experience is it going to be is it going to be weird not hearing Jerry Romig yeah i mean i, I i'm
2: assuming something maybe is wrong with his health
1: it is. Um, he, means, he 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 fell. I mean, he's in his eighties, right? He's in his eighties, and he fell. He fell walking to his car after the LSU Alabama national championship game, and injured Ooh. his back pretty bad.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, because I thought it was peculiar that he would decide to retire just in the middle of, uh, pre-season. of the preseason. Preseason, yeah. Um, I got to admit, I mean, shit, it was weird enough at this first preseason game when they stopped playing stand up and get crunk. Uh, so to not have Romig's voice over the PSA, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of, yeah, he's got a lot of, um, a lot of calls that are just totally intertwined with with the game day experience, you know his
0: touchdown, I,
2: Colston, Colston. I mean, he's always got that one. He's got the first down, and then he's got the uh, Drew Breeze quarterbacking the Saints. Uh, I mean, he's he's got uh, he's got quite a few, and. Um, I, th- I
0: think I his son is replacing him, right? His son, yeah, his
2: Mark. son Mark, I believe, is replacing him, and I know nothing about Mark. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Um, I'm sure Mark will do a good job, but he's just not going to sound exactly like his father. Well, it's in the bloodlines, baby. It is in the bloodlines, so, I mean, that's good. I, I believe Mark was the one that probably helped him spot uh, players and and get n- names and numbers correct uh while he was doing the games but uh it's it's upsetting it's definitely upsetting obviously i mean i haven't been around since 1969 when he first started but uh he's been there the entire time i've ever been in the superdome uh so it's um it's certainly disappointing and uh i wish him the best his his family uh his, his one of his daughters uh is a good customer of mine at the store and uh and I know her and uh you know their family's fairly prominent in New Orleans so of course uh I wish them all the best. Yeah.
0: yeah. Andrew, your thoughts? I mean, I just think for for a guy that's in his 80s, I've always been I mean, he's been he's been in the announcer my entire life. I mean, I started going to games when I was 6 and he was the announcer and uh, he was the announcer when my dad was a kid. So, I mean, he's. I don't, yeah. I, I think he's been the announcer of the entire history of the Saints, right? At least in he, the Superdome. So he's
1: in '69, so, so he,
0: it's been like the first three okay. years he wasn't. So he, but the so rest he was of doing. He was. So he was doing lane Stadium games and whatnot. Yes. So
1: He's missed one game. I read today. He's missed one no, half. No. One. He half, one, no, one yeah, half. no, he missed one quarter. One quarter. Because he
2: left early to go to. Uh, a family member was not feeling well or was dying or something like that. One quarter. Yeah. And yeah.
0: and you know, for, for being 80, he was still sharp. I mean, I, I seriously, uh, in all my years of going to games and I've gone to at least two games every season for the last, I don't know, 15 years. Um, I mean, he's literally, I, I can, I can count maybe on one hand, the times I've recognized him mispronounce a name or get the yardage wrong or or have just some glaring mistake. I mean, for a guy in his 80s, he was pretty sharp. I mean, he he made a lot less mistakes than the guys do on TV.
1: No, and the, here's the thing, and this is going to make me sound like an old fart fuddy-duddy, but I don't give a shit. Um, All these old announcers, I love them because they annou- – either Jerry Romick did it. He didn't announce – he was the game announcer for the Superdome, but – Baseball announcers like Vin Scully and Milo Hamilton retired for the Astros. He was in his 80s. I love the way they announced the game in that they felt like they didn't have to scream and yell and go crazy. And Jim Henderson is like that too. He'll get very excited, but it doesn't turn into just this ranting, screaming, raving lunatic. Even like when Carney missed the extra point in Jacksonville, you know (laughs) – the memory is not Jim Kenderson g- screaming. It's do that. it's just like subtle and nice. And I think that's as these older guys retire, we lose that. And I think it's it's I think it's bad because the the young announcers suck. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that. And if his son is a yeller and a screamer, um, it won't be as good. Now he can't obviously, you know, he, I, I don't think he'll copy his dad and do the exact same things. But I hope he's not like. I mean, I've been—I don't know about you guys, but I've been to other NFL stadiums, and their in-game announcers are not not as oh, not as terrible, good, ones, yeah. and not as original as Romig was. And I think so. I think-
0: so Romig's last game is Friday, is that yep. correct? That's, that's it. it. Yep. All right. So the first game for the Sun, we'll, we'll all three be there for the Falcons. So yeah, looking, forward, looking forward to that. We'll give him a full report. Maybe I'll grade him with players. <laughs>
1: grade him I think you should I think you should I think you should can, 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 I think you should and you should keep you should grade him all year long <laughs> <laughs> done we'll have a, a, an approval poll I like that um all right let's get this game it's the second preseason game so the the, uh, the startles will play a little more and that sort of thing so Dave what are you looking for And also, what do you think Rob Ryan – do Do you think Rob Ryan is going to break out some of this exotic, crazy blitzes that we've been hearing about? How do you think the second game the defense will look from the first game? And I'm not talking about will they play better, will they play worse, but will they look different in that they might not be as vanilla?
2: No, I I would expect them to still be vanilla. You know, this is the preseason. We're not going to go balls to the wall until it it actually counts. And we're certainly – they're certainly not going to – Give away uh, any of the good stuff un- until it counts. Um, so uh, you know, I- I'll personally, more importantly, I'm going to be looking at special teams because that's the area that, uh, as a whole, needed the most improvement.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah,
2: yeah that it- I-, I mean, special teams. Uh, oh,
1: god. Were, the the special teams were 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 secretly atrocious, Andrew, and you pointed this out in your grades. They were secretly atrocious like the last five weeks, weren't they, last year? And it kind of got mm, slid, up, slid by us a little because the defense was so, you know, dumpster fire-ish.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, the special team, I mean, I don't need to bring up David Wilson and the Giants. I present that as exhibit A of the dumpster fire that is special teams coverage for the Saints right now. Um, in fact, you'll remember that. Um, Morstead had the greatest net average in NFL history until he, he completely blew that up in the, uh, in the last game of the season with a couple poor punts and, uh, he outkicked his coverage and, you know, there were just horrible coverage on at least one or two plays. So, um, but yeah, special teams like Dave said, is a big concern. Um, you know, I think for our peace of mind, I mean, the Raiders have Matt Flynn at quarterback that have. McFadden, who's never lived up to the hype and an offense that I generally view as piss poor. So, um, I mean, for all of our sanities and, and just for 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 us to at least have hope going into the season, I would love for the starting defense if they're going to play two full quarters. I'm not even going to say that I want them to hold them to no touchdowns or I want I want two turnovers. I'm mean, I'm not even going to throw anything out like that. I just want one drive that makes me feel good about how they performed. You know, if it's a three and out or if it's, you know, hey, one of the players is, is getting a ton of pressure, getting in Matt yeah. Flynn's face and forcing a poor throw and they get off the field. I, mean, I just want to see something because right now we're on the heels of the worst defense in NFL history. And what we got out of our first string defense right on the heels of that in the first game was Alex Smith and the Kansas City Chiefs offense going 80 yards in 14 plays, slowly bleeding that defense to death. So, I mean, if I'm Rob Ryan, no, I agree with Dave. He's not throwing exotic blitzes or anything, but I would love to just see a couple solid drives where they get off the field because – um, I, I'm feeling pretty uneasy about the starting yeah, and defense.
1: Alex Smith, he looked – it looked really, really easy for Kansas City. That's what disturbed me the most. It would have been one thing if he would have made a couple of – you know, if the Saints would have got him in third and long a couple of times and he would have stuck a bunch of throws. You'd be like, well, maybe. But he just looked at ease back there. He was like left, right, dump it off here, dump it off I mean, there. It looked I
0: mean, like he was playing the Boise State defense.
1: It did. Um. And it, it, you know, this this team to me, the one thing I want to see, guys, is I, I want to see somebody generate a pass rush, so I so I can trick myself the last two weeks into believing that it's not going to be atrocious.
0: I don't you care. Know, you mean of the starters, because the pass rush after the, the drive was actually decent.
1: The start, I, either either Andrew, I want to either see somebody from the starters or I want to see a continuation of what the backups did last week so then I can talk myself into maybe we should play him again play that guy with the starters and the pass rush will be better I want
0: to I mean be- I, I'm gonna throw one name out there I'm I'm starting to really like Ty- Tyron Walker um, because he he was the player of the game for me def- on the defensive side of the ball against Kansas City I mean just continually getting in the in the face of the quarterback and he was playing multiple positions he was playing end and nose and um, he, he was doing well wherever he was put, and this is the second consecutive year in preseason that he's torn it up. I mean, last year he was, I thought, the best player on defense of the backups um, in preseason. So I'm really starting to like this guy, and I would love to see him on the field more.
1: All right, that sounds like a uh, a good note to end it, of course. Andrew, you wrote a special song for Held, but we'll have to hold that off for next week because he's not here. Um, <laughs> and.
0: I actually post. I posted it on my uh, blog. So if you're if you're dying to hear it, it's it's weird, it's creepy, and it's not that good. But um, if if you're curious about um, Kevin's intro song and what I put together for him, you can go on my blog. and check I would it out. say
1: I would say if you, if you were looking to do a low budget 1980s action movie, I would say contact Andrew. He might be able to be cut a deal uh, to do the, to do the soundtrack for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, if my real job thing doesn't work out, maybe I have a future in parody songs.
1: All right, on that note, Dave, um, people go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave, you've got the game thread, you got the rookie rundown, which I really like. Um, is there anything else special that you have before the Raiders game that people need to
2: uh, do? Tomorrow we'll have another uh, film uh, study breakdown from uh, Uptown Murph, and uh, that'll be good. Those are always good. He's focusing on Martez Wilson. Uh, we'll be, of course, continuing our top 25 Saints players. And, um, Never? no, no, no. Not <laughs> this, this season. Two, yeah. Um, okay. and, um, I don't know if I, I'm going to also let everybody know how they can sign up for a CSC Fantasy Football League with Yahoo, which we'll be doing again this year. And, um, I may also, I don't know if I'm going to write a post about it or not, but I'm, me at my store. I'm uh, starting to sell. Uh, I'm going to become an official retailer of the Drew Brees apparel line. Ooh. So I'm going to have like Drew Brees, all of his nine, nine brand shirts and stuff like so that. So he'll
1: start mentioning you. He'll start mentioning you on Twitter. I mean, I he he, might, he may very well start doing that. Yeah,
2: because that's the only thing he tweets about is ways to make money. <laughs> uh, but I was joking on. Earlier, and I said, you know, now that I sell his his stuff, does that it's kind of like we're business partners? So we're we're pretty much like best buds right now.
0: Exactly. Me and and Drew. So So, go to be clamoring for a Jimmy John's lifetime card.
2: (laughs) You should, which is right down the block, of course, from my store, and I think about to open up like this week. Uh, They are getting super close uh, to having the whole restaurant ready. So I think they're going to be opening up this week or next week. And uh, I'm of course always going to support my local delis on maple street like favori and adam street deli and all that kind of stuff but i do you're gonna I support
0: do... your local uh, national chain
2: but i do enjoy me uh a veto sandwich from uh from jimmy john's every now and then yeah, i
1: think they're building a jimmy john's by me I think it's coming up. Yeah, but
2: yours house. isn't going to be owned by... No, it
1: won't be. It won't be. So, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Go to the Saints Nation. Read Andrew Jude's stuff. Uh, for the MIA Kevin held, sorry that the dog ate the podcast yesterday, Kevin. Uh, but so long, people. Until next week.